Oh boy, <laughs> that was a, a really interesting game, everybody. Uh, no, I will, I'll stick with interesting so that I don't get us demonetized. Um, thanks, don't thank get as all. demonetized. Yeah, uh, thank you everybody for joining us for Emerald City Hockey's post game live. 2-1 Kraken OT win over the Sharks. It doesn't even sound right. Uh, but the the important thing is, all jokes aside, and we'll talk about everything that went on in this one, the Kraken did walk out of San Jose with two points. And that is really, really important. Actually, in the grand scheme of things today, things not too terrible for the Kraken. Nashville losing in regulation. Winnipeg losing in regulation. These two points are pretty impactful um for the standings uh it allows um you know seattle to have a little bit more of a cushion there uh in that wild card spots which is where they find themselves right now because edmonton keeps winning uh. but um yeah i mean i just the bottom line story rj needed two points got two points yeah i mean as alex is saying in chat here found a way I mean, it, it was it was that simple, really. I mean, we, we'll break down, you know, everything about this game and, and the areas where it probably wasn't up to par, but they get the two points and, and that was what mattered most. You can't walk out of San Jose with anything less than that in this game. Uh, they got a little bit of help, as you mentioned, from the teams below them. No help from the teams above them, really. Uh, so they needed to keep pace with this one and, and they did. Yeah, it's... Um... Yep, they they did what they had to do. It wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. And I guess at the end of the at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. And uh, let's talk about getting that job done, RJ. Vince Dunn, <laughs> OT winner. Love it, love it. Yeah, he has been on fire recently. I mean, if if you're not aware of that, you haven't been following the team over the last month or so. I mean, Vince Dunn, 11 game point streak, franchise record, team leading point scorer, and then comes up big in overtime, really creating that goal by himself. I mean, that that's not, you know, an exceptionally dangerous chance or shot where that is, but he puts it hard enough along the ice, catches James Reimer off guard and, and puts it right between the legs. Um, so, I mean, that those are the kind of plays that have just been going for, for Vince Dunn recently. Right. And it was an OT period that was like, it started off just about as bad as it possibly could with Wenberg. And Wenberg breaks his stick on the face off. You're like, oh, great. It's, it's been one of those games. It's going to be one of those games you, you yeah. feel like. Uh, yeah, but you know what? The Kraken, they they did their OT thing. You know what I mean? Like they took chances when they felt that they could afford to. Otherwise, once they had possession of the puck, it was don't give up possession of the puck. We can't, you know, you can't lose if they don't control the puck. And thankfully, the Kraken got a little better about, well, you know, you also can't win unless you shoot the puck. They are shooting the puck. Jared McCann had one that was just like blistering. You could not even see that puck. It was it came off his stick so fast. Uh, and then obviously that game winner from Vince Dunn, a beautiful play there. Really happy about that one. And then I think, though, for me, even bigger than the OT winner, the story of this game is Philip Grubauer. Philip yes. Grubauer was a wall in net. He kept this team in a game that at times it did not look like they belonged in. I mean, he was outstanding tonight. 969 save percentage. He was everything they needed him to be and more. Right. And they really did need him to step up and be a wall in this game. Uh, I mean, I think the Sharks, if you factor in quality and everything, I think the Sharks outplayed the Kraken in this one. And certainly as far as high danger chances, you look at the Sharks, uh, according to Money Puck, over three expected goals in this game. They end the game with just one. That's Philip Grubauer's doing, saving over two goals above expected in this one. And that kind of seems to match the eye test for me. Mm -hmm. um, you look at just the breakaways allowed, you know, the, the penalty shot that does go in. That's the only one that beats him. So nothing in the run of ordinary play uh, got past Philip Grubauer. And then, I mean, a penalty shot. That's always going to be tough to defend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they he kind of stole a game for the Kraken in this one. I mean, he, it's weird to think about your goalie having to steal you a game against San Jose, but that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it is exactly what happened in front of the dozens of Sharks fans in attendance tonight. I, I had to get one in there, RJ. I just had to. I know you're absolutely right. I <laughs> it mean, was, it, it that was pretty sparse of, in there. That is one of the, the lowest attended NHL games I've seen that wasn't like, oh, it's in the Northeast during a big winter storm. <laughs> like it was. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was rough uh steve dog kick it off chat with the let's go absolutely schultz yeah, i know we got the win but it would be would, would it be too much trouble to ask the kraken to play like a playoff team uh 
I mean, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Braun, not thrilled to be honest, but happy to get one. This is what happens when you shoot the puck. It is. <laughs> happy to get those shots. And maybe maybe a little message at a, a certain other Kraken player. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hey look his stick broke he, what was he supposed to do <laughs> uh Marini, well at least it was certainly better than last time i mean it's saying something when this game was like definitely better than the last game in san jose because <laughs> this game was not pretty tammy on board with us with the big groo joshua absolutely needed that one we did indeed joshua good energy and speed from bjorky from braun i mean yeah i mean we haven't even talked about the goal from bjorkstrand in the third period to to tie the game after that penalty shot goal from eckland and the san jose sharks i mean bjorkstrand he hasn't been necessarily as hot as vince dunn or even jared mccann during that stretch but he's coming through with this goal every other game pace right now and and the kraken have needed them for sure. I mean, he's been shooting a lot better. He's got that trademark kind of high glove shot there as a right hander. And when he hits that spot, it's near impossible for a goalie to stop. And it feels like when he has a lot of time and space, like he did on that breakaway, mm-hmm. he's confident enough to try and hit that spot pretty regularly. Uh, and we've seen that for him kind of more and more often as the season's gone on, but also the awareness too to take off and put himself in a position to get on that breakaway. Yes. That pass from Yanni Gord was a thing of beauty. So and, and to see that play developing, to know it's coming but that takes both players to be on the same wavelength Mm -hmm. what you know when you're setting that up you need both guys knowing exactly what's going on and bjorkstrand and and gore just kind of shared a mind there and it came together in a really good way they've played a lot of hockey together along the way and you know you talk about the great setup there from gord how about the setup to gord from adam larson getting that secondary assist yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. it it contributed (laughs) uh (laughs) but yes it was a big moment for for bjorkstrand happy to see it happy for him again after all the struggles he's gone through this season up to 15 goals i mean it's it's i love it i love to see it declan i'll give a kidney for a regulation when all the overtimes are starting to give me a heart condition just trade out one organ for the other it's it's fine yeah you got two kidneys that's a good trade yeah sarah we got a resign done asap i still think that's the first thing ron francis does come off season time right yeah exactly it's being pushed off to the off season but he's got to do you feel like the price is only going up (laughs) they should have resigned him a month ago yeah i was gonna say maybe got a better deal uh first win with less than three goals this year according to chris is that is that right? Probably. I mean, again, if you if you only get two, which is is rare for this Kraken team, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- then you're gonna need a shutout or just allowing one from your goalie. And I just, given the way that this Kraken team has gone this season, it would surprise me if there were as was another game that fit that description. It would surprise me, but at the same time, I still have partly like Kraken season one brain. And so the idea that like they would just that this team would have as many wins as they do and be as successful as they have been without having to just grind out a game at some point and really steal one with the goaltender. I mean, it just shows how far they've come, how how big the additions from this last offseason have been, including Oliver Bjorkstrand. It's been really, really awesome. Krakenock never quit. They just don't quit. Great win, boys story of this team all year long rj i feel like i've been talking about this since october probably because i have been but it is that (laughs) this team never lets up they never say die all of that good stuff and you know again should you need to have that mindset and have it come through for you against this san jose sharks team no i was i was gonna say probably not but the answer is no you shouldn't but when when they needed it it was there and they were able to get the win anyway and that is what is important uh al or al big efforts from grew and bjorky love the comeback um stratic and grew we trust absolutely um dunner with the otgwg from evan i know a favorite of the broadcast lots of lots of interesting back and forths between edso and forsland tonight on that broadcast i mean there <laughs> oh, always yeah. is but there's a lot jules even though we got a win should we be worried that we win into overtime against the sharks so here here it is we should we get into it yeah let's go ahead and get into it we're 10 minutes in jules is asking the question um yeah i'm i'm worried like i was ready if they lost this game i was gonna say forget like you know where are we like is the glass open over the panic button hand over the panic button that was gonna be like no we've pressed the panic button hand off the panic button we've already pressed it like we're there 
uh in this i mean this is like i don't know it it this did not instill confidence for me rj i know things were good as far as like nashville and winnipeg losing kraken do get the two points but like this was the easy layup game you needed especially before you got to go play edmonton on saturday right i mean this sharks team they're they're bad they're very bad mm -hmm. this is a team that got only five standings points in the last month of hockey I, and the next lowest team was columbus at 13 I mean, that, that tells you just how bad the Sharks team has been. And I, I, I didn't think they played particularly well tonight, you know, in a way that kind of forced the Kraken into anything. They did all right. Like they, they gave a good effort given the skill that they had, but this is just not, is not a game that should even be close. Um, and, and the Kraken, again, they just had this sleepy first period that kind of set the tone for everything. They gave up mm -hmm. a lot of high quality chances. There yeah. were so many opportunities where, a better team would have burned them easily, easily burned them. Whether it's that two on O earlier in the game, the the multiple breakaways that happened against Philip Grubauer. Again, credit to Grubauer for saving mm -hmm. those. But against a playoff team, I think the Kraken get blown out with this kind of effort. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it it's just it, it's not what's going to get it done down this home stretch as you're trying to make the playoffs, and then certainly looking ahead to the playoffs, like you, you that's like you really can't show up with that. Um, it has been an issue of the Kraken kind of all season long that they can play up to their level of competition, but also they can sometimes play down to their level of competition. This obviously being an example of the latter and it's got to stop. Like this is the time of year where that can't continue. Um, and you know what? Maybe it, maybe it's not continuing either because they weren't able to play up to Dallas's level in the last game either. I mean, it's is this is, yeah, it's worrying. You you avoided the four game losing streak. That's awesome. That's really cool. We kept that whole thing going, but this could have looked better, and it sh should have probably looked better. Krakenhawk Hack needs to get his guys to do a better job connecting on passes. They can't pass this poorly against Edmonton on Saturday like they were tonight. It's a pivotal game. They need to do better. It's definitely a pivotal game as far as trying to be the third seed. I still think that that is the ultimate, um, like most important thing that the Kraken need to be focused on right now is getting out of a wild card spot, get into that third seed, try to get a sec uh, first round matchup against a Kings team rather than having to go to either Vegas or Dallas. That seems way worse to me uh and yes that that Edmonton game I mean it, it could be something that a month from now we look back on and say well that was it. it that was the reason they made it or they didn't in that third seed uh could be this game upcoming on Saturday passing has been something that we've talked about a lot this season RJ the problem is there's no like easy good fix for it yeah, it's it's really just kind of reps and I think this might be one of the effects of the team really not getting a whole lot of practice in. And I think part of that is the necessity of the schedule and just how packed things are recently where, yeah, your passing can get a little bit sloppy when you're not practicing that a ton. Um, but there again, there's trade-offs with the team's decision not to practice, you know, as, as, as much as they do. And I think you get a lot of benefits going into the playoffs as far as guys being fresher. The, the fact that Kraken have been uncommonly healthy this season. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you look at just how healthy they've been. I think that's been a big effect and we can't really, you know, overstate that because, you know, if you're missing, we see what, what, what missing Burakovsky has done for this team. Right. Imagine just plucking two or three other players off that off that team but still it it does create these effects where maybe your passing goes a little stale sometimes where you just need to get those reps in that you're not getting right exactly uh but still some positives get 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 back some good vibes here with some talk about some more love for dunn sarah the dundertaker i love <laughs> all the fun names the radio broadcasters use when a player scores uh dace uh, thank God for Dunn, a real rough day for every forward, but the Gord line, Eberly in particular, squandered a number of great chances. I mean, Ebbs had a couple rough patches there. The Jaden Schwartz thing, when Reimer is like uh, uh, totally out of his net, totally stuck, you gotta just fire the puck. I know you're looking for like some clean angle, but like the bottom line is, as we know, and we saw, we talked about this a couple games ago or a couple days ago with the, that Dallas game, right? Defensemen can go into the net. They can protect the net there. And that's what happened uh, in, in that sequence. I was just, Oh, I was screaming. 
I know that that one. I mean, yeah, let's talk about that one. I mean, Jaden Schwartz, you know, what was the be beneficiary of a, of a nice bounce there as James Reimer went out of his net. Yeah, he had a fair amount of net to shoot out at the very beginning when Reimer does this kind of move his hands back flop toward the net thing. He actually takes up a good amount of net. Yeah, and I think that kind of froze Jaden Schwartz for a second. So I, I understand holding off for a little bit there. But if you look at the freeze frame, the next shark is so far from him. Yeah. And and so he freezes there, scoots in a little bit more. And at that point, Reimer's out of the equation. You just have two shark skaters in the crease. Mm -hmm. And I know that can look intimidating at times, but it, I, I just think of like the old golf adage about trees. That's oh, 90% air. I mean, it, it <laughs> probably is. There's a lot of room to go to shoot there. Yeah, I think he just kind of psyched himself out on that one. And he just waits until he gets his pocket picked from behind. I, that That just can't happen. Right. My thing is to like, look, I get it. You're worried about taking the shot that doesn't go in. But the bottom line is if it's if it's not going to go in, it's a loose rebound in the crease with a goalie flopping around on his belly. That's still a fabulous chance to have. You know what I mean? Like you could maybe follow up if you shoot and immediately start booking it towards the net. There's a good chance you're going to get a chance to jab away at that rebound. So yeah, I think bottom line is you, that's that's you have to send it. There's no yep. there's no way around it. You just got to send that puck. Can, can I say one more thing about that play? Yeah. I am so glad that it was not Alex Wenberg because he would never live it down. He wouldn't. That's very good point. That is definitely so I, I was point. just that was my one, you know, silver lining of thankfulness that it was not Alex Wenberg. Yes. Uh, Striatic. The worst part was the Sharks didn't even really look good. Uh, not like they surprised the Kraken with a good game. This was pure playing down to their level. I will say this. Eric Carlson looked really good. Yeah, he, he certainly looked good. A yeah, he was definitely. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the player out there that I mean, you're. Yeah, he's he's having a Norris caliber season. It should be no surprise that he was able to do some of the things he was doing. But again, it as the Sharks position in the standings has showed, it's it's not enough or it shouldn't be enough. Yeah, no, it's it's it is a team sport, uh, as we all know. Otherwise, McDavid would have as many cups as he has points, basically. <laughs> just there's somewhere in that vicinity uh some of those passes were straight to sharks players from Declan I know it's just the passing has just been an issue uh Al or Al crazy with Wenberg starting overtime with no stick I'm gonna I'll come back to that for a long time because like I know we mentioned it right off the draw but like well, haha joke um but still I mean that's it is a wild way to start in overtime that you yeah. end up winning so unlucky. <laughs> yep. James, hate to be a downer after that game, but I miss early season Kraken when we were scoring four a game and Beneers was a lightning rod. Just me or has Maddie completely stopped looking to shoot on the power play, especially? So it feels like this has been something that keeps coming up in these post-game lives. It, it, uh, just about you know every, every game or so. Um, we, we've talked about it both kind of on the same page, but it does feel like he hit a rookie wall. Maybe there's some confidence there as far as win the shoot and take the shots. But bottom line is he still plays fantastic when he's out there. He's still there. I feel like their best, most creative offensive weapon and the defense is, is rock solid. Yeah. And, and you look at his line and, and as much as it was kind of a rough game, you know, from, from an expected goal standpoint, you look at his line, they did very well. Um, I, I'm trying to pull up the numbers here, but you know, his line, uh, you know, 81% expected goal share in this one, yeah. you know, that, that McCann Beneers Everly line, you know, again, it'd be nice to, to, to get a finish there somewhere, but still, I mean, the fact that they allowed almost nothing against, um, you know, that's, that's a pretty good effort there. So I, I think he's, as far as the difference making game breaking type of plays, you know, I, I think he is mm -hmm. kind of struggling to find those and, and that's to be expected from a player his age, but the underlying stuff is still really good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still not worried um I, he's still he's 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 awesome <laughs> we're just so lucky yeah. he's just gonna keep getting better season after season here it's really cool Lindsay. i hated that game the only good part was the ending just awful play uh, awful to play like that against san jose thank god we got the two points or i'd be really upset i think we're all in that kind of that same boat uh but here we go i was ready for this i was prepared for gregory Levin live gatorade time baby the Dundertaker is going to get paid big time. No arguments there. There it is. There's that lemon lime Gatorade. <sighs> Ready for really the win. <laughs> Two points taste so good, RJ. It's nice. It's sugary right before bedtime. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Daniel. I mean, can we just all agree that 7.30 starts are the worst? I mean, yeah, maybe I think, I think we can all be on board them, with that one. Oh, boy, it's they're rough. Um, Daniel, 8-5-1 over the next 14 to get to 100 points. Still something I believe in, in them doing. Only got to be slightly above 500 there. Yeah. It is possible. All right, got a super chat here from Absurdly Sane reminding everybody, don't forget to like the stream. Appreciate it, Absurdly Sane, really do. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, now I got to find out where was I. Uh, where's my boy Canner with his two gold games from Declan? I know, he's cooled off a little bit. Um, that, was a, that was a pretty torrid pace he was on. Uh, Jay, what was with that penalty shot? Chat, I heard a rumor that liking the stream will stave off BS calls like that penalty shot. <laughs> Love it, Interesting Jay. rumor there. It's an interesting rumor. I can't deny it, though. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what did you think of the whole penalty shot thing? I mean, it was... It, it does, I'm so, deserved I, it. I was going to say, yeah, you might not like this, but I, I think it was the right call. I mean, that penalty was definitely from behind. He was on a breakaway. I mean, that that's the rule. Um, so I, again, the, the hook comes from like clearly behind him. He's kind of reaching around there. It, it would deserve to be a penalty shot. Yeah, it did. I felt like, you know, I, I saw some stuff on Twitter about the officiating. I thought the officiating, the only thing that bugged me was that it was a little inconsistent and in that like the first period they seemed to be calling everything. And then after that, they were just like, ah, eh, play hockey. <laughs> Yeah, like, and sometimes wrestlers right. are like, okay, set the tone early, make sure, all right, none of you break the rules, anything's going to go, and then, like, kind of let it go. It's it's something that we do see. I mean, I, there was, I know there were some claim, complaints on the broadcast about missed calls and such. I thought they got just about everything. It, it, the one was, I guess, that hook on Bjorkstrand's hands, and yeah. when you're already just gone to the power play, refs are going to be really, you know, hesitant to call anything. Uh, the replay yeah. shows it, but still. I was going to say, and it's like, what, seven minutes left in a tie game in the third period, and it would give them a five on three. I don't know yep. many refs yeah. that are going to call that. Like, that's pretty, we know that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and, and like, as far as complaining about it, like, get yeah, the Kraken shouldn't shouldn't be in that situation where they need that to begin with. Yes, that's... <laughs> Not in this yes, one. Yes, if you're going to worry about that, that's more uh, just like you've got other things to be worrying about. Uh uh jake first star grew i mean he absolutely deserves it like to see yep. uh well actually he didn't even get any uh, any of the spots when vince dunn william eklund oliver bjorkstrand criminal well, he better get the hat that's all i could say yep he needs the hat now i like, absolutely needs the hat i don't even know how you do that um Flames did manage to defeat the, the Golden Knights, somehow keeping their playoff chances on life support from Striatic. I don't know. I know, man. Uh, let's see. Edward, is it common for the NHL to schedule games to be played in the library? Uh, I mean, hey, you know, there, there was a good library in, in a swamp in Florida somewhere for many years that they, yeah. they played plenty of games in. Yeah. Um, Daniel, Hockey Gods got the score of Kraken v. Sharks confused with Flames versus Golden Knights. I, I'd buy that in this one. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to the San Jose Public Library System because I did spend the early years of my life there and it's a fantastic public library system. Uh, I didn't realize that they had taken over SAP Center, but you know what? Good for them. Uh, <laughs> just, just We haven't in a little while. So, oh, can you reach in? There she is. Can you reach in? Get it, get it, get it. There we go. Yes. <laughs> get some treats for dog squoy. It's it's been a little while. We'll say those are from absurdly sane. I'm good with that. Uh let's see. Uh Lindsay, that was that wasn't very cash money of San Jose to play that hard this late in the season. Just awful tank awareness on their part, losing in overtime. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been a thing all season for them. I I I have some Sharks fan friends, and there was a, a great you know, texts that I got from them, but just this stupid team. And then another one said this stupid team. I didn't realize that was also the last message I sent you. Sorry. <laughs> oh man. I like that. Uh, Jake, good work from ebbs to keep possession. Yes. I mean, that's ultimately what, what leads to the crack and winning in overtime. Uh, just savvy veteran play. Yeah. Line. And what he tries to do is kind of bump it back toward his own side. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't really, I think he just kind of mishit it, didn't bring it far enough. And so it created this one on one battle with Barabanov there. And he really had to fight for that. Yeah. Um, it took a couple different tries. But again, changing the possession there, 
that that decided the game. I mean, that's what set up the done oh, yeah. shot. And if the Sharks get possession back, you, you never know when you when you're going to get possession. Oh, for sure. Uh, Daniel bringing up a very interesting point here. Not sure how the Flames scored seven in one game. I know it wasn't this game, but like I got to shout that out because it is kind of odd. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't usually see that. Uh, Lindsay, if Gruby doesn't get the hat tonight, we riot. <laughs> I would believe that. Uh, Days, <laughs> Dylan, I really thought Grubauer was getting your clean sheet tonight. I, I thought he was going to be able to do it too. If it wasn't for that stinky, stinky uh, uh, penalty shot, which we agree is legitimate. But like, I mean, he played well enough for it. He really did. Um, James, critiques aside, uh, Beneers gave Ebbs and McCann multiple grade eight chances tonight. Yeah, kind of backing up what the numbers seem to seem to yeah. indicate. Greg, honestly, don't think we've looked bad aside from not shooting on open nets. Reimer just sort of owns us. So what's the deal with this, RJ? James Reimer just cracking. He's just got us. Yeah, he has the Kraken's number, clearly. I shut them out last time in San Jose. Um, and I think he hadn't allowed one since the first period of the game before that. Uh, yeah, I have something about James Reimer and the Kraken. And I mean, welcome to this part of, of following hockey, everybody. Because this is something, I think he's probably the first goalie you can really say this for. Some goalies just have certain teams' numbers. And you ask people in any fan base, like, all right, who's the goalie yeah. that just like owns your team? They can all name somebody. If they were following the team long enough, like, oh, yeah, it's this guy. And, yeah, James Reimer just happens to be the answer for the Kraken. I don't know why. <laughs> he's our he's our unbeatable guy. It's yeah. uh, no, no Reimer reason. Great. He just happens to have the number. You, you always love when that player happens to be in the division. <laughs> well, he might not be in the division much longer. Contracts up at the end of the year. We'll have to keep an eye on that in free agency. Where does he <laughs> sign? <laughs> just give him a ton of money to go to Coachella Valley. Let's just do it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Tammy, the Gord line brings so much energy. That pass from Gordo to Bjorki was so pretty. I mean, that line has been at times, really anytime the Kraken dip, RJ, or at least until the this current Beneers line got going. I mean, that was the line that kept the Kraken in games, kept them going, just as, you know, saying, bringing the energy. Always. I mean, you, you can set your watch to that line. It's it's just so solid. You always know what you're going to get. And as a coach for Dave Haxtall to just have that at his disposal and kind of put them out when you need just a, a tone setting or just a reset kind of shift. I mean, it's it's huge for them. Yeah. No, I love that move where we psych out the Sharks by sending out only two skaters with sticks in overtime completely rattled them. <laughs> it is interesting because like they never... Obviously, because the OT just kept going until Dunn eventually scored. I never saw a replay of what exactly happened. Like, like if if his stick really got chopped down on or if it got leveraged between skates or what caused it. Because it broke really far down close to the blade there. Right. I think he was just kind of leaning down on it. He had his hands just, you know, really low on it. I, I didn't see oh, anything. He snapped it, you think? Well, I mean, you put a lot of pressure between yeah. that and the ice as you turn. Uh, that's what it looked like to me. I haven't seen a good replay of it. Actually, I could pull it up right now really fast. Yeah, so I've got the video clips from overtime. But uh, let's see here. Daniel Schwartz seemed to look totally lost tonight, no matter the situation. It's it wasn't his best game. That is for sure. Uh, Edmondson game on Saturday will be huger than huge season defining, in my opinion, from Lindsay. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, Daniel, was that the softest penalty shot ruling you guys have seen? Probably not. No, I've seen, I've seen much softer. Yeah. Striatic one positive. Yes. The sharks don't have a great power play, but the Kraken PK did look strong again tonight. Absolutely. Like this was a game. I can't remember a game RJ in which there was five, you know, opportunities for a team for the two teams to have power plays. And I can't recall like a moment from any of them. <laughs> like, I know there were, there were no real why i was like what happened yeah there were no real defining chances the only one i remember was when they went to gordon the bumper spot and kind of set up that good chance early for the kraken but i can't remember any real solid chances for the sharks on their power plays uh, and it's a good bounce back game i was given the opponent i was hoping this would be a bounce back game for the kraken in as many respects as possible yeah and it really wasn't that in a lot of ways but for the pk i think this was a really good bounce back game for them hey a big one and an important one was a bounce back game for grubauer and if, if this is what it took to get grubauer going again and, and just to be rock solid again as they're going to need him to be certainly on saturday where presumably he would get the start 
uh that's that is that's enough uh but yes help having the pk get get good again is is definitely something that'll help them out down the stretch duthin with the super chat thank you very much shout out for stopping the losing streak at three again it's (laughs) remarkable rj i i I already went on the record i said they were gonna win tonight i said they will not have a four plus game losing streak this season they're, they're keeping me a man of my word, RJ. <laughs> and I hopped, I took the opportunity to hop on that last post game too. This is a team that just does not lose four games in a row. Mm-hmm. I, for whatever it is, whatever reason, after three games, I mean, I was going to say everyone just like takes the message and plays better. I don't know if you could say that about this game, but they do enough to get it done. I mean, they yeah. every single time this has happened a few times this season where our finger just hovers over the panic button. And in this game, for sure, it was getting ready to press it. And then Vince Dunn just snatches the arm away. Yeah. Uh, it always happens. Yep. It really does. Uh, I just, I saw this as I was scrolling back up uh, from Lindsay uh, regarding Rhymer owning us. It's a well-known fact that Kraken are scared of rhymes. That's why sailors sing sea shanties. I just made that up, but now it's canon. Uh, I, I believe it. I think you're yeah. right. That sounds right no, to I me. No, I think so. Makes total yeah, that... sense. All right, it's canon now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Hockey Bob, we don't know how many players are playing with injuries, even if they haven't been on IR. I mean, it's certainly the case with, I mean, every hockey team, every NHL team this time of year, uh, everybody is playing hurt in some respect, right? And there's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured. And during yep. the regular season, you'll see players play hurt. And then come the playoffs, you'll see them play injured. And it's obvious when they're playing injured. Um, but yeah, it's it's just an 82-game season of this fast, physical sport. It's probably too much. It's probably not good for the human body. But it is it is what it is. And, and yeah, anytime you're what? I mean, you're approaching 70 games of that. It's, it's a lot on a body. Yeah, that 82 game number was not decided by doctors or anyone, you know, familiar no. with uh, you know, with what the human body can withstand. And so you have teams again just trying to deal with the that differing reality of what's best for your players and how many games are on the schedule. Yeah. Uh I don't know if this is a local reference or just just a fun one from Edward, but this Kraken OT win was brought to you by Dunn's Lumber. <laughs> that's I good and yes they you know it, it's a local reference you'll see uh you know dunn's lumber all around here they've got a bunch awesome. of locations in the uh seattle area i love it daniel asking does reimer have an over uh 0.9 uh, 970 save percentage against us for the year was he in net for that that sharks game that you were at yes he was he got then, the shutout there. then he has to there's no way yeah, right. and I think they were quoting mid-game that, like, as of that point, he had like a, a nine eighty-seven or something against the the Kraken, and it four games all time. I mean, it's it's not just this season; it's his entire yeah. career against the Kraken. It's absolutely wild. Us, Bach, if Gru continues to carry us, we can crawl to the finish line. I agree with you. I mean, goalie's getting hot, whether it's playoff time or it's down the stretch. You and I have both seen it be the difference maker for for teams. Uh, so yes, if if Gru is going to to get hot like this, I'm I'm for it. It'll be what they need. Hopefully, it's enough to to get them back up into third in the division. Yeah, and it, it's a team that we were saying at the beginning kind of is more built for to to have goaltending carry them at times rather than just outscoring their problems. Yeah, eleven downstream. Finally, oh, sorry everybody. Finally, some muscle on the roster in John Hayden. I, I like I'm glad John you brought Hayden. up John Hayden. So thank you, 11 Downstream, because I wanted to talk about John Hayden in this one. Go for it. All right, cool. So I, I like just I like the physical element that he brought, and this is where you're starting to see that transition toward playoff style hockey and what's going to help you in the playoffs. And you saw it right away with that hit on Logan Couture, where Couture even landed a little bit awkwardly. He seemed like he was okay, but those are the kinds of hits that really add up during a playoff series. Mm-hmm. We just talked about players playing hurt, playing injured, and how it can affect their performance. That's what having a forward who gets in there on the forecheck and finishes his checks does to a team over a seven-game series where you're having players who are not playing at 100% because they've taken bumps and bruises. Ideally, it's great if you can keep that clean like Hayden did on the Couture hit. You know, Other players maybe don't always do that, but that's an element that Hayden brings that the Kraken really just don't have a lot of. 
They don't have those big hitters, especially forwards that go in and finish their checks all the time. Uh, and that other defensemen and, and even forwards like Couture have to deal with. And then we saw it a few minutes later too, where he takes those coincidental penalties where he goes, uh, gets into a scrum at, right by the net after the play and takes Mario Ferraro off the ice with him. Ferraro, mm-hmm. top three defenseman for the Sharks, probably their second best defenseman. And you get that trade of him for John Hayden for a couple minutes. I mean, that is a win in the Kraken's book. So little things like that. Hayden's a very smart player. He knows exactly what he's doing when he does both of those things. And you can see that's going to help a lot in a playoff series. Dave Haxtell knows that. Ron Francis knows that. That's why he was called up from Coachella Valley. And I think he's going to be here to stay. Preach, man. That is just <laughs> copy paste. I agree. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I was I was happy to see him get brought back up and get back in the lineup. And uh, I think it you know it goes back to what Haxtell was talking about. About what, what was that? Probably two, three weeks ago now. But the idea of what that bottom line needs to be for the Kraken as you get closer to playoff time and and start looking at the playoffs and you need guys like that who are going to do that job for you. And so it was it was unsurprising to me that they that they went ahead and brought him back up, comes in for, you know, uh, Daniel Sprong, something like that and uh, and gets it going. But, yeah, I felt like, you know, again, he doesn't play a ton, 632, but it it still felt like his presence. it was felt, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Dog can't agree as an East Coaster that 7:30 starts are rough. Well, thank you. I know Joshua was in here earlier. I mean, that is that is commitment from you guys. Stay up oh, yeah. and join us on these post games. Definitely thank you. And anybody else who's you know watching from you know what from any time zone. I mean, it's still 10:42 for here for us here on the West Coast. 97 people still in chat. So really appreciate it, everybody. Rebecca, about to drive home from the game. What an overtime thriller. Donato jersey confirmed, not cursed. Let's go. (laughs) All right. Love to hear that. Yes. Happy, happy about that for sure, Rebecca. Glad you got a good game there. Uh, Even got a little more than you were initially paying for with the OT. Mm -hmm. Uh, Free hockey. Yep. Never a bad thing. Thaddeus, do we need to name a captain for a playoff push? I don't think so. I, they, yeah. They've gotten this far without one. And I, I did actually kind of have a long think today. I think it started like when I was taking the sh- a shower and I was just like, you know, you have your shower thoughts. And I was thinking, huh, if I could go back, knowing what I know now to the start of the season and, you know, name a captain, would I do it? Even having the, the benefit of a whole season's worth of knowledge. I don't think I would. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hashtag RJ's shower thoughts. Um, <laughs> Let's not. We don't need to get that. Started. <laughs> we do that. Uh, I haven't finished yeah. with the greasy yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, everybody. We got to bring that back. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's too late this season to do that now. Like like this is the time of year where you don't want to do anything that could upset the apple cart. I doubt naming a captain would other than just the idea of like going in and talking to the group of the players and like stealing their focus away from working on whatever it is they want to be working on, or you want them working on to, to, to try to pick and choose a captain this late in the season. It's, it's probably not um, something that they're going to do. It's, it's, this is a group though, that doesn't, you know, lack for leaders. Like they have leaders everywhere and it does seem like it's kind of a, a team that likes to, to, you know, have, uh, I'm like totally spacing on the phrase, but you know, different groups have different leaders. Like, yeah. Leadership by committee. I mean, you yeah, have exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, cause you've got like a, a guy like an Adam Larson working with the defenseman. You've got guys like, uh, an Eberle or, uh, Jane Schwartz working with the forwards in different ways. Yanni Gord mentoring the younger centers and, and helping them on things like face off. So, it's it is very much it seems like it's a it's a leadership by committee situation and they seem to be working just fine that way yeah uh, rebecca my friend is now two and oh for Kraken wins she's in the passenger seat obsessively rewatching the highlight of reimer's adventures out of the net and cackling <laughs> got got post game vibes are strong Friends got to go with you to every game now at, at SAP Center. <laughs> Absolutely. Two and a record there. That's that is rock solid. Yeah, um, can't argue with that. Let's see. Uh, really looking forward to the Tolvanen revenge double header. Oh, I didn't even think about that for those Nashville games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's going to be juicy. What I, hey. know, I just I'm I'm excited for that. Nobody looking to the Jeremy Lausanne revenge double. <laughs> 
I, you know what? I can honestly say, RJ, I hope Jeremy Lauzon goes out there and plays the most Jeremy Lauzon games he can. Yep. Be, be every bit of you that you can be, Jeremy Lauzon, yep. you know? And we'll get to see the difference in, you know, what a second rounder buys you versus what you can get for free. Exactly. It's crazy. Gregory, three stars, groove hour, groove hour, done. I see that's what I would have voted for if I could have. <laughs> Uh, Jay, unfortunately, Saturday is another blue line ticket package game. We'll be booing the refs and chanted about how bad they call the game, but it's been a lot less. It's been a lot of bad losses for us. I'm sorry about that, Jay. Hopefully things can turn around. I mean, it's a big one. They're going to, I think the, they're going to be, uh, showing up for it though. The crack. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we haven't talked about this yet, but I think there's a temptation maybe with this game on the schedule to almost kind of look past it to that Oilers game and know how important of a game that is. And, and maybe you do start thinking about Edmonton a little bit while you're in San Jose. Yeah, this, this is a good point. Uh, Super chat here from CR Bud. How's it going, man? Uh, sorry if this has been asked. Any updates on Berkey? No updates on Berkey. Uh, it was asked each of the last two days that the Kraken were were here in Seattle. Uh, and I think Hackstall's kind of getting tired of the question, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ty, you know the game has weird vibes when Edzo is quiet, lol. He was incognito in the third. Quick has fallen from his honeymoon status, given up six tonight. Lastly, uh, will Big Hustle Borgen, you know, Dylan? <laughs> yes, I know. I Will Borgen had a good one in this one. It was, um, when was that? That was late in the third, right? When I think it was Maddie said that pass over to him. I thought like, Oh, this is it. And then I don't know which shark it was. Got to stick in there, but it was like, Oh, but good on Borg and getting back. Um, yeah. The Edzo thing, it was an interesting game all the way around. Was JT even a part of the broadcast? I uh, yeah, I, I heard him I a few I times, know. but yeah, it was, it's uh, just, it's just so crowded with all three of them. Yeah. And then here, let me shed my crocodile tears for Jonathan quick and the Vegas golden Knights. There we go. You get that. <laughs> um, shame our big rival is is uh, on the Sharks from Declan. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I guess thankfully it's on the Sharks, so it can kind of out like you know. Yeah, the won't rest play of the him. We'll face him in a playoff it. series at least. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's still an interesting one though. It's because all the sea creatures, you know, it's just there's something there. It's got to draw us together. Yeah. Um, Cameron, sneakiest team in the National Hockey League. Good night. Good night, Cameron. Oh, streakiest, excuse me. <laughs> sneakiest, I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, we're on the West Coast, so that makes us yeah, sneaky yeah. To, to, to the mainstream guys. Uh, let's see. Ty, also, Canner's shot is insane. Dude is bouncing wristers off the wall to the top of the circle. Go try to do that, lol. Wow. I'm telling you, Ty, I, from that first time I saw it live in practice, I was just amazed. And he instantly went into my top tier category of Corey Perry, Tyler Sagan, Austin Matthews, and, and Jared McCann. Like those are just wrist shots that are just ludicrously fast. There's I don't understand how doing like this motion, they can do that. It doesn't make any sense to me. I know it's it's a treat getting to see it just in, in practice and morning skates just all the time. It's a mm -hmm. level above anybody else on the team. Yep. Care to guess how many shots on goal Jared McCann had tonight, RJ? On goal? Uh, Shots on goal, yes. Two. Eight. Okay, I'm way wrong. I just thought I, I remembered him missing the net a lot. So I figured, oh, I saw him shooting a ton, but I guess they did land. Yeah, I think a lot of those were on that one power play. Like, he had like three in about 10 seconds on that one power play. <laughs> it was like, what? Um, any, ch any chance we see Drigger called up anytime soon from Jay there? I mean, they are monitoring how he's doing in Coachella Valley. I mean, he did have another uh, a win mm -hmm. as the Firebirds clinched a playoff spot, which, again, congrats to them. Uh, great for, for that organization. But, um, yeah, I mean, basically, Ron Francis, the, the latest we have is that they're going to kind of take a wait-and-see attitude to see how he's looking in Coachella Valley, mm -hmm. if he's ready. There's no roster size limit, so they can call him up without having to do anything with Jones. Um, it's just a matter of do they feel he's ready. Yeah, and they, they are the only ones who can decide that. Speaking of Martin Jones, Declan, just imagine if we played Jones. No, thank you. 
Nope. Jay, another, yeah, another reminder to you, 105 beautiful people watching, give the stream a like so other hockey fans can find RJ and Dylan. Really appreciate it, Jay. Uh, Ty, Hayden, Geeks, and Turbo, Smash Bros. Line. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. Just in time for the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's perfect. Kyle, can we afford the depth forwards to be that when the top six aren't scoring? So yes, talk, talking about that fourth line, be playing more that way. Um, you know, normally I would say yes, it's on the top six to score, and you have the depth lines be that way. Top six, though, I mean, they have been streaky. Like the team has been streaky, but the top six has been streaky too. Again, we're looking at guys like Vince Dunn, a defenseman, stepping up and scoring the big goal for us tonight. And talking about Oliver Bjorkstrand being the guy to step up and score the big goal tonight. It's it's how the Kraken have kind of won and gotten along through most of the season, RJ. But it is one of those things that, like, yeah, really on paper, if you look at it, it shouldn't be that way. It's it's not the ideal way you want to have your roster kind of constructed and playing. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the fourth line tonight, though. Get depending on how it's how everything's constructed, there can be a lot of benefit if you can just make sure they go out there, they tilt the ice in their favor, mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about things. I mean, I, I'm looking at the stats here. Th that fourth line was on the ice for 0 0.08 expected goals against, so maybe like one little shot attempt or something. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they really didn't allow anything. They spent, you know, it seemed like they spent most of the time in the neutral or offensive zone. Um, yeah. And again, over a playoff series, there's that physical element that, yep. yes, the goal scoring is obviously huge. But if you don't bring that physical element, the other team is just going to be a lot less banged up than you by the end of the series. Exactly. And we've seen that be the deciding factor, especially if you're going to push a series to go six or seven. Like it's just it is a lot. Yeah. Um, this is for anyone. If you close your eyes and visualize a Kraken win on Saturday over the Oilers, what does it look like from striatic mm -hmm. there? I'm doing it. And what I'm imagining is like beautiful, like golden sunset rays kind of coming in through the windows. The Kraken are all celebrating on the ice. Yeah. I mean, Hey, it'll, it'll only be, you know, maybe four o'clock. It's not even going to be close to sunset. Um, but, uh, let's, let's see. I mean, I I'm forget how that's far a, north you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a one o'clock start time. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, that's a good question though. I mean, like what, what do they have to do? I picture Connor McDavid finishes with one point. We'll start yeah. with that. I think he's yeah. getting like one or five. Um, mm -hmm. you've mostly kept him to the outside. I picture the Oilers having had one or two power plays all game, probably like one, <laughs> you know, if they get two, I, I worry about it. Um, and, and I think you kind of play most of the game at even strength. Uh, you know, I picture, you know, maybe a, I was signing three, two or four, three win. It's going to be close, but really it's, it's about keeping the Oilers stars in, in check because if you play the way that you did tonight and you give Edmonton, the kind of chances that you gave San Jose with the breakaways and the, the odd man rushes, the D zone turnovers that, that give them space. You know, if instead of Alexander Barabanov or Noah Gregor coming in at you, it's it's Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, they're going to score a lot more often than not. So it's just it's limiting those types of things. Hey, you don't know that it could be Cody Cece. Yeah, or only turn the puck over to Cody Cece. There's there's my advice. That's what there it looks go. like. A million say, turnovers to Cody Cece, and the Oilers are like, how did he not score? Yeah. Uh, here's here's what it looks like. I close my eyes. I picture what it looks like. It looks like a Jack Campbell start for the Oilers. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, Stratix says I'm visualizing a bad night from Skinner. So I mean, that's you know similar thing, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, that's that's probably what I'm going with uh, for for that one. Uh, Declan, I have to get up for work in four hours, but I'm not going to miss the ECH post game. I appreciate it so much, Declan. Love the commitment there, Declan. Definitely putting the put putting the Saint uh, word right in there in your name <laughs> there. Uh, Patrick Woot, I was scorekeeping in Kent. Glad to walk out and see we won. Yes, we did, Patrick. It was a good one. Lindsay, predictions for the D on Saturday. Will we continue with the Magna Mania, or is it time to let loose the Seuss? That's a good question. Well, what did you think for Magna tonight? I didn't even realize he was playing, to be honest. that That's how you know it's a Magna game. <laughs> yep. And you know what? I That's against the Oilers. Uh, wouldn't you like a defenseman where you didn't even realize he played yes. the game? So I, I wouldn't be surprised it. to see them stick with him. Um, yeah. Although I, I could I could see them wanting. I mean, they both bring a bit of a physical element. I, 
I don't know. They they bring similar things, and this is why we talk trade deadline wise about how you might even be able to move Susie because the team doesn't look all that different depending on who's in. Yeah, I mean they defend differently in the sense that like we we've talked about this before. I'm a big fan of how Magna defends the blue line and and helps try to keep the other team from entering the zone kind of contributes to that neutral zone you know like mush and quagmire whatever you want to call it that the kraken i think should do more of so i'm always in favor of magna over susie just because i just think the the places he chooses he picks and chooses to be more aggressive are the things that i tend to prefer from an x's and o's standpoint so i'll never have an issue with magna but I could see them kind of going with Susie, especially after kind of, you know, this game wasn't this decisive victory that it maybe should have been. Yeah. Intimidate the Oilers too. We know they think highly of them. Yep. Uh, Donnie, y'all in chat and Dylan uh, and RJ make this playoff push so much fun. Don't forget to drop a five-star review for our ECH fans on uh, Apple Podcasts. Take care of our boys. Appreciate that shout out, Donnie. Um, I, I saw that you left us a review. Bunch of yeah, I saw your review. Reviews. Thank you. Thank Everybody, you. Appreciate thank that. you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it, it definitely helps us out. Uh, especially as we're gearing up for the playoffs here. You know a lot of people, a lot of Seattle fans are going to be interested in in what's going on with the Kraken and, and getting involved, and, and we want to make sure that they can find us, uh, it, you know, <laughs> so, so that, they, that we can give them the good coverage that, they, that they're going to want. Um, does Hayden stay with the Kraken for the remainder of the season and the playoffs? My guess is yes. I think so. I, again, we don't have any official confirmation on that, you know, that that's in the team's plans, but it would make a lot of sense to me. Uh, it seems like that's kind of what, what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Keenan had, had to get to done. How long uh, would we want Berkey back before the playoffs to make sure we're clicking on all cylinders? Five games, probably. Yeah. Five games would be ideal. You know, anything less, you know, it, it may have kind of have to ramp up there, but I, I, again, we don't know a whole lot about his timeline, but if he's skating now, that should be doable. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Jay. Fun fact. I got blocked from the Preds subreddit because I said, thanks for putting Golvin in on waivers. He's been really good for us. <laughs> you know what? Of all the ways to get blocked on a subreddit, that's, that is probably the only way you could have put in this and not gotten us demonetized. So thank you, Jay. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I, I appreciate it that's a good one though like that's a good story i'm glad you shared that with us jay um habak will group probably start uh against the oilers i would yeah yes i would be very surprised if jones got the start uh let's see edward having multiple lines that can score is like how the mighty kraken has multiple tentacles with which to strike see they're just living up to the name <laughs> i like that i like that imagery I really like that. Uh, glad I remembered last minute to wash the bad luck out of my jersey from Patrick. <laughs> Definitely. Um, uh, How Jay, last minute? Like, did you do that in overtime? I mean, was that? <laughs> well, and Patrick was the one scorekeeping in Kent. Okay, that's so right. It had to so. be a, either either really last minute or or a little bit before. Jay, speaking of this, uh, I may need to pull out the away Gord sweater for Saturday. It's still sitting at nine and zero. Oh. Hey, if ever oh. there's a time to use it, yep, Saturday yep. is it. Definitely, tie. It's I needed. Agree. It's needed. <laughs> uh, Donnie, ECH post game brought to you by Queen Anne Beer Hall. That's right. Do the do the thing, RJ. There you go. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, Stratic Magna played a minute on the PK, and according to Natural Stat Trick, zero high danger chances on any of the PKers. So thank you, Jacob, for your part in that. See, go with Magna. What did I say? All right, there we go. Go with Magnets. Mm -hmm. Decided. Yep. Lindsay, taking tomorrow off work was the best idea I've had in ages. Going to sleep in so hard. Night all. Have a ha a very happy St. Patrick's Day. That is right. I am so ready for it, RJ. I'm so ready. Believe it or not, everybody, I am like majority Irish. <laughs> right. How are you going to celebrate? Um, well, not by drinking. So already I've failed, I think, <laughs> in the eyes of most of my kin and ancestors. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh kyle question for rj are the kraken yes. practice slash morning skates open to the public or can you only watch from 32 bar and grill uh so some of them are open to the public others are not i think you're gonna see less of them open to the public now that we kind of approach playoff time and everything um i've just looked up the schedule real quick uh the one 
yesterday, yeah, the um, the the practice yesterday was open to the public, so I, I remember that correctly. And then the next uh, open practice, I believe, is March 29th, Wednesday, March 29th. So uh, a couple weeks from now, and then also on the 30th. So the, those two days, they'll be open to the public, and then they don't have the April schedule out yet. But as we kind of go forward, I think a lot of them are are going to be, you know, close to the public. It's just going to be the media. Again, coaches, they, they don't like a whole lot of people watching that stuff, mm -hmm. you know, when, when you're working on, on big tactics things. So, um, and then there won't be a morning skate for uh, the game on Saturday. Yeah. I remember from back when I was scouting and I would scout sometimes uh, at the same uh, rink that the, uh, the ducks would practice at through most of the season. It was just like anybody could wander in there. Like just nobody cared at all. And then come close to playoff time it was like, okay, all of a sudden there's people standing at all the doors. You can't go in and they would put up like, like stuff over all the windows too, so that you couldn't see in there and, and even look through the windows. So this time of year, yeah, they, they, tend I think to get during the playoffs, they might even, I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of close down 32 bar and grill just for the, the I, timing of the skate. I could, I could see something like that too. I, I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, let's see, Tammy, I'm doing my part. No more games for me this year. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tammy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everybody who ends up in that situation. Ty, I mean, it's just everybody. It's so rough. Oh, you all deserve better. Um, let's see. Shay, hi, friends. Your favorite Vince Dunstan here to say extend him now. How's it going, Shay? Been a while. Awesome. Um, Thank you for, for gracing chat today, Shay. Uh, and, and what a good day to do with Vince Dunn getting the OT winner. I mean, come, come on. You have to show up for that one. Yeah, and you know what? We're we're right there with you. Absolutely on board. Moment, you know, just just get it done, Ron. What, what is Ron having to focus on right now? It's post trade deadline. He's got a bunch of free time. Yeah, no, there's What's plenty he of time. Do? Scout, come on. <laughs> I know you don't want distractions for the players or whatever, but if he just hands them a blank check, how much of a distraction is that? Just yeah, sign really. it and and get to work. I was going to say, that's why you have an agent to do all that other stuff. You just have yeah. to sign the paper. Uh, Jay, corned beef and cabbage? No. I know, not not for Dylan. I'll probably I'm have some corned beef eater. and cabbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. See, this is what why... about so, What about soda bread? Can we, can we make that compromise? Have you ever tried Irish soda bread? No. Okay, maybe you like, like it. it. It's bread. It's carbs. Yeah, it's I love bread. That. You'd be fine with it. You'd be <laughs> fine with it. They had some good. They had uh, Irish Fest over at Seattle Center this past oh, weekend. Nice. They had some good soda bread there. You you would like it. Why not this weekend? It's <laughs> it's French Fest this weekend, so I I couldn't tell you. What? All right, interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, drink Green Monster for St. Patty's Day, Dylan. Oh boy. I can't imagine what my system would do with something like that. This is kind of green. I could rock with them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like in a toxic ooze kind of way. This is this is green. Um, uh, Kyle, thanks, RJ. I live about two minutes from KCI. My kid had a blast on Wednesday, but didn't know if we could get down there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Guinness stew from Tammy. Uh, is that a, is that a thing? Oh, yeah, it's definitely see, a thing. It's I was really good. Say, this is why when I said, believe it or not, everybody, I'm majority Irish. This is why, because I don't drink. I don't eat any of the Irish food. It's like, no, that's why nobody would think I was Irish. Um, Shay, he got it done. Now Ronnie needs to get it done too. give him what he wants. Ron's house, his car, keys to the city, all of it. I agree. <laughs> if Vince is handed a blank check, maybe he misplaces the decimal and we get a steal of a deal from Striatic. See? It, it could 800,000 I mean, cap hit. Let's go. League Get a zero. <laughs> oh, Times <man>. 80 years. <laughs> 800,000 times 80. Oh, That's man. a Tampa lightning of a contract. <laughs> yes, it really is. Tammy, my mom, who's pretty much 100% Irish, makes Guinness stew and Irish soda bread. It is great. Mm. Oh, congrats, Tammy. You're definitely making RJ jealous for sure. And then Donnie, you guys are hilarious on the Vince Dunn contract. I agree. Just let him sign. Nothing else is happening. See? So I'm just saying, you know. I mean, yeah, he's got to focus on Coachella Valley and making sure guys like John Hayden are up for the Kraken. But, like... It's 24 hours in a day, you know? 
Yeah. I mean, price is only going up. I said it earlier. Yep. Yep. That's right. Now is the time. All right. One more huge thanks to everybody. I mean, still 89 of you in here in chat. We are past 11 o'clock here on the West Coast. So it's, I mean, for everybody to still be in here with us uh, celebrating this crack and win, I say thank you. Thanks to everybody who, who graciously gave us uh, a uh, super chat. Thanks for everybody who was leaving us the good reviews on uh, on Apple Podcasts. And then certainly thanks for uh, Queen Anne Beer Hall for sponsoring these. RJ, do you have any like last words of wisdom about St. Patrick's Day, about the, the Kraken against the Sharks, what they need to do against Edmonton? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll go with the chat here from Hockey Mom and chat. Visit Queen Anne Beer Hall for St. Patrick's Day. I mean, you, you know it's going to be bumping there. If uh, It's going to be busy, so be ready for that. But, uh, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, I mean, it's it's going to be awesome for St. Patrick's Day. And, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, just let's just enjoy this Oilers game. How much it's going to matter, like, you got to enjoy the ride on that one. Yeah. Oh, no, also, um, there will be some cool festivities. I don't know if this has been announced publicly i think i think it has at least some of it but there's going to be a uh let me look this up the um kraken hockey is for everyone fest Ooh. uh from 11 a.m to 1 30 p.m uh at the climate pledge arena plaza so right by the arena um they'll be like auctioning off some of buoys uh, hockey is for everyone jerseys um they'll have like tables promoting you know some of the community work that local organizations are doing they'll have a um what is it called the um where, what is it? Uh, it's a, the the truck. What's it called? <laughs> the truck. <laughs> okay, the the hockey uh, United by Hockey Mobile Museum. They'll have that. Oh yeah, uh, that along one. there, you know, where you've got the whole mobile museum. Uh, Everett Fitzhugh is featured in it too, so that'll be pretty cool. But anyway, if you're going to that game, come early, starting at eleven o'clock. Check that stuff out. There's going to be a lot of uh, events going on outside. Definitely. Happy birthday to Pablo here in chat as well. Uh, and that's going to do it for us for this one, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you all after that big time Oilers game on Saturday. Oh, it's going to be huge. <laughs>